<sighs> wow. One nil to the Arsenal again. Um <laughs> with a similar performance to the performance in Norway, uh which isn't great <laughs> to say the least. Um but yeah it happened and uh it's not too surprising. Um when you think about how we performed on Thursday and I don't know, I feel like um, it just shows how the players are feeling. I'm not, I'm not sure if they're feeling, you know, the fact uh, that they've played so many games and, you know, there hasn't been too much rotation, to be honest. We don't have uh, that strong of, of a squad. Well, not, not that strong of a squad. Um, we could do with more players that can affect games off the bench and, you know, we don't have too many of them. Um, at the moment, if if I'm honest, um, you know when I think about it, you know we've got Inketia, we've got Vieira. Um, in terms of attacking talent, I mean, who who else is there really? Um, obviously Smith Rose out, he's injured. Um, okay, we've got Nelson, but he he needs to get up to speed, um, because he hasn't played for a long time. So yeah, I feel like um, we're going to have these moments uh, from time to time in the season um because we need we the reality is we need more additions um you know so that we can compete with the likes of Liverpool and Man City in terms of squad depth um but yeah this is where we're at now and um if it means that we need to get these 1-0 to the Arsenal wins every now and then then so be it um the most important thing is that you get the three points um especially in the prem and um that's what we did so so yeah, credit to the boys. Um, but yeah, obviously we want more of that champagne football. <laughs> because uh, why not? Why not? They've shown us that they can do it um, nine times in the Prem this season. So, um, well, not nine times, but eight times, isn't it? Eight wins, uh, eight good performances, to be honest, prior to the Leeds game. So yeah, that's what we're looking for moving forward. Um, but I didn't actually watch the game. Um, I had a Sunday league game in the morning, uh, twelve o'clock kickoff, and then after, I came home and I caught the AFTV stream, and I was just following their reactions really, which uh, I don't know if that was a good idea because the game was very very nervy, especially towards the end, and uh, I was just there lying on my bed thinking you know what, we're actually not going to win this game and City are going to go top, but that didn't happen uh, and that's basically a miracle, so I'm still here in a bit of shock, <coughs> to be honest, um, at the fact that we won, but uh, you know, I think that's just a reminder to me, well that game was a reminder to me that, you know, this is the Prem and anything can happen, who would have thought we win like that, you know, um, because I don't know, in years gone by, we don't normally get luck like that. We shoot ourselves in the foot. That was just a hallmark of how we played two seasons ago. I remember, you know, watching us so um, <clears throat> so passionately during the times when I was at uni. You know, that was something I really looked forward to. Um, I remember the season that we were in the Europa League. I must have been in my second year. And... Um, yeah, we were in the semi-final, you know, we had that last chance against 
Villarreal at home and then we just lost. You know, I was so up for the game. I really thought, you know, this is our shot to get back into the Champions League because when, when I was growing up, Arsenal, Champions League, they're synonymous. Um, and then obviously when you're the Europa League, it was a real shock to me. You know, I remember when my brother was watching the game and he was like, are you, are you going to watch the match? And I was like, Europa League? What do you mean? I, I, don't, I don't watch Europa League games for Arsenal. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but I had to swallow humble pie and I had to realise, you know what, this is where we're at. You know, this is our reality right now. So, you know, I better enjoy it or or, or just or be bitter <laughs> until we get into the Champions League. So, obviously, I just had to to start watching them. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I've gone on a tangent. I don't really know what I was talking about, um, to be honest. But, but uh, yeah... Um, Yeah, I'm I'm a bit lost. I I don't know where I left where where I was where I was going with that point, but um yeah. We are we are um we are showing that we can win Agri, I think um is uh is is what I'm trying to say here. Um and that's good. And um as well as that, we are, we we know where we're at. Um we need to improve our squad depth. Um we're still away from the likes of City and Liverpool, and uh, I think that's that's just facts because you know if you remember what I said earlier in this podcast um, about the lack of um, you know real flair players that we can bring off the bench. We've got Vieira, Inketia, Smith Rowe who's injured, and then a bunch of academy players. To be honest, um, I don't really want to include Nelson in that bracket because I feel like you know. He's capable of being a first teamer. He just hasn't been able to to show that on the pitch yet because of injury, because of lack of game time, and so on and so forth. So, you know, the future is looking bright, um, and we've got the likes of following Balogun, who's doing fantastically abroad, um, and obviously he's a different type of striker. I would say, not too different to Jesus and Nketiah. He's a bit taller, uh, good physical presence. You know, he's someone who who we can get balls into. The box too, uh, which is fantastic. So, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him next season, and I feel feel like he will give us a different option up up front. Um, so yeah, it's not all doom and gloom in terms of our squad depth or lack of, and um, yeah, it's not something that we should worry too much about because the reality is we can't do anything until January. So we're gonna have to make do with what we've got, and uh, I think feel like Arteta is doing that so far. Um, but yeah, if we want to go for the title, um, then obviously reinforcements in January in January would be very wise by the board. Um, and you know who knows what they'll do to be honest, because you know of recent they've been surprising us. I'm talking in recent years, you know the last two, two three seasons, um, the transfer market. So um, I'm optimistic. I trust them. They've they, they've earned my trust. To some extent, and um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that they can they can do something because you know we we we're we're first in the league. You know we need to take advantage of it. We've opened up um, a gap, but we've created a gap between us and City. Um, you know the fact is, yeah, and all Arsenal fans should enjoy this fact, enjoy knowing this fact. If City win next week, they're still not going to be top of the league. So. You know, we we're doing something right now. We're doing all right, to to be honest, and we all gonna enjoy the moment because look, the prem is 
very very difficult and um to be top of the league for what for however for how many for however many weeks now is some achievement i think um so that is something to definitely bear in mind um i haven't done this before on previous podcasts but i feel like i'm gonna start taking breaks in between it just gives me time to drink water gather my th- my thoughts and uh yeah give you uh a, a podcast that's a bit um that has a bit more quality you know because um talking all at once can be a bit much for me and maybe a bit much for you guys to digest so yeah we'll take a break now i just realized i said we'll take a break like you guys are gonna um have an interval between when i said that and when i resume i meant to say me i'm taking a break i just had a glass of water and then i've come back but uh you know bear with me i'm learning on the job when it comes to this podcast obviously i'm doing it uh for fun i don't take it too seriously um but uh you know the audience of the figures are growing so it's making me pay more attention to it but uh yeah, let me. I'm I'm waffling now, and I'm really aware of that. So I don't want to do too much more of that. Um, but yeah, back back to the game. Um, I f- I feel like Leeds were good. You know, um, from what I saw, I watched match of the day too. Um, Bamford, wow, what a player! Honestly, you know, energy, intensity. Uh, he he scared our defense. That's the reality. He caused us a lot. He caused us a lot of problems. And um yeah, it was frightening <laughs> just seeing him come on and, and do what he did. Um but in fairness to us I feel like we handled his his impact uh, as much as we could. And um I mean the penalty. Um thank God he missed and you know, I'm I'm hearing that Gabriel was, was saying all sorts to him before his like in the lead up to his penalty, which obviously would have got into his head. Um so look it's good that we're adding that sort of um, street smartness to our game because we haven't had it in years gone by. Honestly, um, that's why you you hear pundits often say, "Oh, we've been Arsenal soft again" or something like that. That's where all that sort of language comes from. But I don't think you can say that about this team now. We are com- we're completely different in terms of our our physical presence. You know, we've got big defenders in Saliba and Gabriel, um, Ben White even and Tomiyasu. Um, and then if you look at our midfield, we've got the likes of Granite Jack and, and Barte, who's really, who's bullying those guys in midfield. You know, we've got bullies in midfield, um, Granite and, and, and Barte. I wouldn't like to play against them. And then Odegaard, 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 Odegaard. What a player. He's our player? Are you are you being serious? Yeah. Wow. I, I, I could write a book on Odegaard. You know, I said it the other day. I I joked saying that I'll write a book on Martinelli. This this art this Arsenal team. I'm com- I'm completely in love with them, and you know I wouldn't put past myself to write a book about them because um the influence that they've had on my life. You know the whole journey, Arteta coming in and all of that. Um, the fact that I fell I fell out of love with Arsenal for maybe seven years or so. I just the mediocrity just got to me, and I just oh, I got fed up. I just stopped paying attention to them. Obviously, if you ask, if you asked me back then, who do I support? I'll say Arsenal. But I never, I didn't, I didn't look at the table, didn't watch matches. I just got fed up. But now, 
you know, I'm completely in love with the club again. And yeah, as I said, um, I could write a book on this team because they they just mean a lot to me. But yeah, I was I mentioned Odegaard. Yeah, he's um. He's a very dangerous player. I like opposition fans. I think they're well aware of it. Um, I think I saw on Twitter. Um, someone said that Man United fans are starting to admit that he's better than Fernandez. I mean, I mean, come on, let's just not even compare. Odegaard is a technician. He works so hard. He does the same damn through ball, uh, to Saka, <laughs> every other game, and it more often than not it pays off. Um, and yeah, he's just a very, very special player. Um, and you know, defensively, he's good. Um, from an attacking point of view, obviously, he he's got talent, and uh, that's what makes him so good for that position. Because it, you know, the way we play requires players to do their defensive duties and. Obviously, when you look at like for like, who comes in for Odegaard, it's Vieira. Vieira, but the um, the thing that Vieira needs to improve is his defensive capabilities, and it looks like he's doing that. Uh, we're seeing more of that in his game, but obviously, um, Odegaard's another level when it comes to that. Um, he's on another level simply because he's played more games for the Arsenal last season as well, um, and. Um, yeah, he just uh, was it last season or the season before? I can't even remember. But he was he was on loan for us at some point, so he he knows Arteta a bit more. He knows what he wants, and obviously he's the captain, so he has that added responsibility, which which he clearly shows on on the pitch. You know, in the way he plays, he's just such a he's such an Arsenal player. He's classy, just classy with a capital C. You know, Cl- the classy captain. <laughs> Only God, the classy captain, because um, that's just what he is, honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, he was again fantastic um, for us, you know, in in terms of providing Saka that through ball, and Saka's goal. Oh wow! I mean, this kid he just doesn't stop in terms of his improvement. He he seems to improve game on game. I mean, who who thought he could shoot like that with his right foot? None of us, probably. Um, but yeah, he he did, and he was a match winner once again. Oh, once again, he's been a match winner in the last three in the last three games now. That is a fantastic achievement. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get him tied down to a new contract because can you imagine if we don't? <laughs> is all I have to say. Can you imagine if we don't? Um, but I think I'm quite optimistic, and I think a lot of fans are. I mean, yes, it's all, obviously it's all based on emotion. He's from West London. He's an Arsenal fan, and all of that. But more recently, of, of recent, I've been thinking, you know, more objectively. Look, you know, Saka is an amazing player. He can play for Real Madrid, Barcelona, Man City, you know, Liverpool. So, you know, nothing's off the table for this kid. And uh, if Arsenal don't treat him well, then, yeah, maybe he, he might walk. But I would say it's quite unlikely. To, you know, I'll be very shocked if such a thing happens. But um, it's down to the fans to keep on giving him love, which I think we do, to be fair. And, um, yeah, for, as I said, for Arsenal to reward him accordingly, no frugal contract, you know. I speak to my mum about this all the time because, obviously, Saka's from Nigeria, my country of origin. Um 
he's born in the UK, just just like me, West London boy, and uh, yeah, obviously he he means a lot to 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 me, my family. When when he scores, when he's doing well, and um, yeah, we know we want Arsenal to treat him well and to give him the the pay that he deserves and and all of that because um, he's a special player, a very special player for Arsenal um, on that right wing, and you know the day Saka's not there will be a, a very sad day to be honest and. Um, yeah, we we need to keep that. We need to keep him. Is the reality. Um, but I think what will happen is he won't sign a contract till after the World Cup. Um, just because of the fact that he may have a fantastic World Cup and uh, that will increase his value. Um, and you know, in terms of base pay and and bonuses and, and things like that, uh, he'll get a better deal with Arsenal. And you can't blame him. <laughs> At the end of the day. He's a football player. He plays for Arsenal. Arsenal are his club, his employer, and um, he wants to get a good deal f- deal for himself. And all of us would do the same. So uh, I'm not gonna sit here and and complain about uh, of about that possibility, um, because it's just rea- the reality. Um, sometimes you have to take off your hat, your fan hat, and and look at what what you would do if you were a player. And obviously, that's a very hard task. But um, we can only try um, because also then it makes you less angry with decisions players make, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I give you an example, Aubameyang going to Chelsea, obviously my instinct when, when I see that, you go crazy. Chelsea, <laughs> another London club. But, um, you know, Aubameyang thought Tuchel was going to be there and obviously he's worked well with, with Tuchel and... Maybe he's worried about uh, Lewandowski coming into Barcelona and all these things. So when you look at that, it doesn't hurt you as much because there's a reason behind it. Um, but yeah, obviously, Aubameyang going to Chelsea, no Arsenal fan smiles at that. Um, and I'm not really too bothered, to be honest, because I don't really think they're keen on him. Um, or I don't, I don't know if Potter would be keen on him long term. I mean, he's how old? He's 32, 33, you know. He just he doesn't seem like he has that will that that desire to to continue playing at the highest level. But look, I could be wrong. He could be playing until he's thirty eight. I have no idea. Um, but I just feel like Chelsea are gonna f- freshen up in that position. And obviously, we're hearing the likes of um, Victor Ozyman coming in. Uh, he signed a pre contract agreement or something something to that effect. And um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Potter would want to freshen things up in the attacking department, uh, to be fair. So, so yeah. But, um, yeah, back to the Leeds-Arsenal game. Um, I think I've, I've reviewed it um, as much as I'd like to. And um, now we focus on the next game, which is PSV-Eidenhoven on uh, Thursday at uh, the Emirates, 6 o'clock kick-off. Um, Rude Van Nistelrooy is the manager, so uh, there's extra motivation to really give that game a go and to try and get a win. And uh, I think we will. I'm confident. I'm going for a three nil win, um, purely because we are the Emirates. Uh, it's a fairly uh, late, late. No, no, it's not really late. <laughs> the kickoff, to be fair, but the Emirates will be packed. I believe. Um, and um, I think they'll they'll struggle to cope with the atmosphere like a lot of teams have done. Um, just ask Liverpool, Tottenham, 
and uh, whoever else has come to the to the Emirates this season. So uh, yeah, good luck PSV, and uh, we're ready to destroy you. Um, so yeah, hopefully that happens, and we'll be speaking about that on the next um, episode. So yeah, thank you for you, thank you for your support. Um, you guys are what keeps me going, keeps me doing this this podcast, what gives me confidence and belief and uh, it's very encouraging. Um, so yeah, thank you.